Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kibowitz. Welcome to Episode 7. My name is Scott Wyden Kibowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. It's been a few days since our last episode, which is uh, uh, now live, actually. Um, yeah. It went live this morning, um, which is great. That's the one with uh, Brian Caparici. That was a great conversation. Yes. Um, and uh, today we've got another guest. Now, um, this is somebody who does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for photographers with WordPress. Um, also uh, runs a photography workshop company. Which is which we'll learn about, which is really cool, and the website's run on WordPress. Um, so Jake McCluskey is a husband, father, photographer, and online digital coach. After building websites for a decade in WordPress, Jake has focused his abilities uh, on helping people create what they need online to be successful. When he is not helping people with websites, he is traveling and working with some of the best photographers through Shutterclick Adventures, teaching photography, Photoshop, and Lightroom. So, welcome, Jake. Hi, Jake. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We love your background in WordPress, and then, you know, helping photographers on WordPress is kind of our jam, so. <laughs> yes. So, um, before we dig into what's going on with you, we like to start with a bit of WordPress photography-related news. Um, for anybody who watched episode two, um, there's some sad news about a plugin that Christine raved about in that episode. Uh, MailChimp, the, the email marketing company, is stopping development of their very popular social plugin. Yep. Um, now, Christine uh, um, loves this plugin. She absolutely loves the plugin. She's sort of heartbroken the fact that MailChimp is not going to be developing it anymore. Yeah. Um, we also talked to Tamara about this this plugin in episode three, um, and I believe she's using it as well. But um, I don't think she's using it, but we we did. There was a section where we talked back and forth okay. about it. So I just wanted to make a note that that is the same plugin we're talking about here that is no longer being supported. Yeah. So um, hopefully someone will take over the plugin, update it with some modern features, and keep it going. There's over forty thousand users of the plugin, so it really needs to keep going. My uh, my gut feeling as to why they are not going to be developing this anymore is how often. Facebook and Twitter and all these right. social networks change their algorithms and API, MailChimp doesn't want to keep up with it. So right. that's, that's that, my guess. That's actually what we talked about in episode three with Tamara, is that um, they are, that social was the best plugin to keep up with those things, and they had the least downtime when the Facebook API or the Twitter API would change. But obviously, you can see it's almost like it needs to be its own company that can keep up with that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully someone will uh, pick it up from MailChimp for, or just fork, meaning copy the plugin and make it their own, um, yeah. which they can do legally under the GPL license. So if we hear um, anything, we'll let you know. And then, Scott, what does this mean for photographers who are using it? Do you recommend that they you know, keep it on their site and just watch for it? I mean, what do you think? Um, it's a tough call because typically with any theme or plugin, you want to make sure it's up to date, compatible with updates in WordPress, compatible with other plugins, and it stays secure if in case something goes wrong. Uh, without Mailchimp developing it, it's it's going to stay sort of stagnant for a long time. 
So uh, I would say use it until you find an alternative solution yep. or use it until you notice a problem on your yeah. website and then just get rid of it and uh, hope that something else comes along that's similar. And if we hear anything again, we will keep you updated. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Jake, uh, what's going on in your world? You know, not a lot. I mean, raising having two kids around all the time is definitely entertaining. Um, we just moved into a, a great old house, which is going to probably be the slow and painful death of me over the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, fixing up a 100-year-old house is always a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, and it's, and it's nothing major. Luckily, the house has been kept in good shape, but it's all little stuff. Uh, I'm in the, the process of slowly hunting for a, uh, a new camera. I've got, I, keep, I go through a bunch of, I go through cameras probably too often. I think I had, I went through three different cameras last year. Um, and uh, now I'm looking for something. I'm trying to, I can't find exactly what makes me happy when I travel and shoot. So it's kind of a trial and error. I mean, currently, I'm running with, a little Olympus because it's nice and small and light and I can literally shove this in my jacket pocket and go but as you know a macro four-third sensor isn't always the nicest to play with so it's you know I can't I can't quite decide um, you know there's some cool stuff coming out uh, Olympus is doing some cool stuff they may actually even have a full frame coming it looks like um, you know Nikon just released their new series using the super new fast uh, XQD cards. I don't know if you've seen those yet. Oh, yes. Those are you very know. nice. <laughs> yeah, and so they've got some stuff. Uh, you know, Sony's always somebody I keep looking at, but I just I, I haven't decided yet. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Other than... Uh, what kind of photography do you shoot? Landscape mostly? Mostly panoramas. Yep. You know, uh, I, I, I shot a lot of landscape, and I shoot landscape. I'm not opposed just to shooting it. But something about seeing the whole scene, and even on a full-frame camera, I don't ever feel like I can get, like, the epicness of the whole scene. Like, you know, you go to, like, the Badlands here in South Dakota, and it's just, you're standing on the, this point, you know, with, like, these awesome, you know, drop-offs that are, you know, insane, you know, 30, 40, 50 foot down if you fell, and, this, and it's all these canyons, and how do you catch all that in one shot? Yeah. And, and so it's kind of, I started shooting panos because I felt like, hey, I'm standing at this awesome location, but how does a single photo capture how it really feels? And then, you know, when I'm not doing that, I've got a, I'm actually about to relaunch my site doing a coaching um, for photographers. I deal with a lot of actual coaches, you know, life coaches, business coaches, um, with WordPress only, um, helping them get their, their site set up, you know, how to create, you know, um, effective sales funnels and get the conversions that they want and get this you know get them piped to social media um, you know it's, it's it's interesting you know these guys you know they're hugely successful and they just don't have and, and they don't have all the pieces in place so it's like if you're this successful without it yeah WordPress, if we get WordPress running for you instead of against you how successful can you be so you have a very unique perspective on WordPress in terms of what photographers need what do you think your number one like if a photographer had one thing they should do on their site, what would you recommend? Sell photos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> well, but I mean, seriously, no, I mean, that's, there's two things they really need to do, and they go hand in hand. I mean, one, they need to have their photos. I think they need to have their photos on their site available for sale, not piping them off to SmugMug or piping them off to, you know, Fine Art America or any of those other services. Yeah. Because what you're really doing is you're competing. You're you're actually building competition 
against you by doing that. So if somebody searches for your name and all your photos are over on SmugMug, for instance. Yep. They're probably SmugMug has a bunch of folks there, a bunch of content. If you actually put your photos up right with a title, a description, you know, all the pieces you're supposed to, you keyword them, you send them over to SmugMug, you're actually building your own competition for people to find your site. And I'm a huge I, I, I really I'm, I'm hugely against that I don't see why you know we all have a website for a reason we want people to follow us we want to build our name why are we paying hundreds of dollars every year to smug mug to become our own competition it just doesn't make sense to me and so the first thing I, t I try to do is convince them um, you know to get to, to next gen pro you know um, and, and get the pro you know so you can sell your photos take the time to do it and and the, the second part of that though is actually um, you know, get your SEO squared away with like SEO by Yoast is probably one of my favorites because they work hand in hand. You know, you can't really, I mean, your SEO is going to be great, but if you don't have the content there, what's the word? Why do you do it? And if you have the content there and you don't have SEO, you're, you know, so I kind of really think those two are, aren't, they're not separate. They're, they're very much one and the same thing. Um, and uh, so that's kind of, you know, what I try to get them to do is teach them, Let's bring it all back to you, and it's and it's it's tough. It's you know there's there's you know they're so used to doing it a certain way they don't want that change. And, but, and this is this is good for um this is good for landscape photographers who uh who need to sell photos public you know publicly. This is also right. good for wedding photographers, event photographers who need to sell their photos privately. Um, right. Either way, you want to be able to control the the whole process top to bottom and not not outsource it to, to a third party. So NextGen Pro has that functionality, but I don't I don't know that a lot of photographers know that. So right. what you're equating it to is you're equating NextGen Pro on your WordPress site to going out and you know using the Zenfolio, using the Smug Mugs and you know having it be on their servers. Because right. when you when you Google yourself, you'll come up with your hopefully your own website and then you'll also come up with these other sites the Zenfolios, the Smug Mugs, and so you're saying that you're building competition on your own. Now, for a photographer who's new and, you know, the WordPress is intimidating, what, you know, how do you think, um, and I know the answer to this, so I'm, I'm asking you, but for, for someone installing NextGen Pro and trying to sell photos on their own site, like, right. what do you think is the beginner's what handbook to that? You know, I mean, I'm going to just throw a, a shout out to the next gen guys and, and their YouTube channel for that. I mean, the truth is, is a lot, the, the resources are all there. You don't need to even really go hunt for it. I mean, if you just go to their, the, the YouTube channel and start looking, it tells you how to start off and to get all the steps in a row and end. And, you know, the support like that for plugins, as you guys both know, isn't always that, isn't always the case. Nice. I mean, even for high-end paid plugins, I mean, there's I've got a number of plugins I like to use, uh, depending on the circumstance, and some of them aren't cheap. I mean, they're, you know, 150 200 bucks a plugin, and their support isn't that good. And you would think, hey, I'm spending $200 on this. There should be some good support. It's just not the case. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what I tell people, and actually I've got a, um, a gal that I'm helping right now get set up, and she wanted to learn how to do it on her own. And so I actually sent her a link to... Um, YouTube for elegant things on how to set up Divi and it walked, you know, so she could do it. She wanted to have um, next gen on her site and eventually upgraded to pro. So I sent her a link to the YouTube channel for that. And she actually sat there and built her whole site without ever touching WordPress by watching these videos in about three days. Wow. 
So there's you know, resources so out there. That's actually really good for photographers because they're visual learners, or, or at least you would assume yeah, they're visual yeah. learners. So that's probably where the YouTubes and the videos come mm -hmm. in. Um, and why we record the podcast as video. Right. <laughs> Although that's just awkward. Again, an hour to get ready for hair and makeup, and you guys just roll out of bed. So. Hey, I've been up for a little while. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I've had enough time to make a cup of tea and drink my cup of tea. Right. <laughs> um, so, so you work with a lot of uh, a lot of photographers with their websites, um, yep. and you use WordPress for your own website, which is currently being redone. Yep. Um, what are what are uh, some of your favorite tools to work with in, in WordPress for the photographers? Aside from the one you mentioned, for example, um, uh, I know that just from knowing you, there's a certain theme that you've already mentioned, but there's yeah. one theme that you like over others for various reasons. Why don't you talk about um, which theme that is and why you like that? Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Elegant Themes, and uh, they do Divi, and now it's actually Divi 2, and they've just released a second one. I believe it's called... Uh, event or something like that or eat I can't remember I'll actually have to look it up while I'm talking to you um, that actually uses the Divi backbone and I'm not sold as a as a web guy for as long as I've been doing it I'm not sold on page builders Wait, but, okay, so yeah let's let's pause for a second and, and talk about what is Divi so Divi is a WordPress theme that actually has a very simple um, page builder into it so that you don't have to know how to code or anything to get pretty layouts. Yep. Uh, Divi's also just released a second, um, I say just, I think it came out in December, a second um, theme called Extra that's built on the Divi framework. Um, and essentially what it is is you go into your WordPress site and you can click on it and you get this very simple page builder. It's almost a drag and drop. Yes. It's got a lot of features. It's You don't need to know how to code. Um, as a as someone that builds sites for other people, I think it's a great resource. Uh, because most people don't know how to write a single line of CSS, and they have no desire to learn it. Yeah. And so this kind of takes out the learning curve um, for is, them. As somebody is Divi only available on Elegant Themes? No, Divi just released okay. in December when they, when they released Extra, they released a Divi Builder plugin, and I'm actually okay. um, right now is you know this like this morning's project. I'm finishing up a project that a client was actually using um, Optimize Theme or Optimize Press, something like that, Optimize Press. Okay. And uh, we actually loaded the Divi plugin on top of it so that she get, so she could control her site easier. Yeah. And it worked like a charm. I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Both of these things have very similar pieces, but no issues. Yeah, um, it's worth mentioning that um, drag-and-drop builders are, like you said, very, very useful for anybody who doesn't know how to code, doesn't know any CSS, um, or has no desire to learn it. Right. Um, but there is a small drawback, two small drawbacks, I will say. Um, one's a little bit bigger than the other. Um, first one being, if, you, if your page builder is built into the theme, like Divi used to be, right. uh, then if you change themes, you lose all that right. content. If your page builder is a plugin, and you ever disable that plugin, uh, for whatever reason, again, you lose that content. It's yep. not just in the WordPress content area. The other issue, which um, is lesser of an issue, but also very important, is um, page builders, specifically Divi, will slow your site down a little bit um, because, for whatever reason, they designed it to run on every single page of your website, even if you're not using the actual... If you just activate it, 
all of its scripts are running on every page, right. which means it's going to slow down your site, um, which is not good for SEO. Uh, so there's a little bit of a trade-off. Uh, if you're going to go with a page builder, definitely do some research, see which one you like the best, um, get one that has a return policy uh, <laughs> or a trial period so that you can be certain that you are happy with what it does. I laugh because you don't think of that as a digital project, a product having a return policy, but in this case, you know, it definitely is something that if you're going to spend the money on it and it doesn't work or it does slow down your site, having that return policy is yeah. key, right? Yeah, I mean, at, at Imagely, all of our products are, are 30 days money back guaranteed, no questions asked. I mean, we ask, we ask anyway why, but, but, um, but you know, we're not going to say no if somebody wants right. a refund. They're, you know, so. Well, and what I've noticed with Divi, like I run, um, you know, the, with, I've not noticed a huge slowdown, but I always throw like a WP optimize with it, and uh, what is it like E E E W image optimizer or something like that, and uh, in there, and I've noticed that takes out a lot of the, a lot of the slowdown if you just you know do stuff you know right. The other one is I, I usually find more with photographers that they're loading up. Um, very large files, yeah. <laughs> you know, into web, and and that that causes probably more damage than than the uh, the builder. But I mean, you know, if 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 somebody knows what they're doing, I mean, I, I like Divi. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm also a huge fan of the Genesis framework. Yeah, but that you is know. definitely developer heavy and not right. for the average photographer. Yeah. And out of the box, Genesis framework does not like page builders. So right. if you're going to use Genesis, uh, if you have a Genesis theme and you're interested in a page builder, there's a free plugin called Genesis Dam Buster, like like a river dam. Right. Um, it's basically busting the walls of Genesis to allow you to use a, a drag and drop safely on, on Genesis theme. So and does that slow it down? Uh, no, Dam Buster doesn't. It just sort of okay. changes uh, some of the themes, uh, layers of... of divs and CSS and things like that to open the walls up so that um, the drag and drop can go full width and stuff like that. Um, and we should say the reason that, that these are the cons, but there are pros to these page oh, yeah. builders. They're huge pros, especially because if you do CSS wrong, you can screw everything up and you can want to rip your hair out. And there's like <laughs> memes going around. I think I saw one from Scott where, you know, you hear CSS and you just want to throw things. Yeah. Right. So, so this is a solution to that problem, yep. but there are these slight drawbacks. Yes. Yeah. Right, but and that's with everything. Everything right. In, right. in life has side effects. Yeah, so I you know I use Divi a lot, mostly because um, just because it's simple for the client. Because you know, my goal, when I'm done with the site, you know, I, I de the the thing I deal with, and it makes me honestly almost sick to my stomach just talking about it. Sometimes, is that um, you get people that have paid three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for a website, which is a lot on any of those, um, unless it's a super huge site. And uh, when they get done, they don't know how to change anything. They feel like they're trapped. I mean, I, was, I spoke with a wonderful young woman yesterday, and she spent over $5,000 on a website that's all HTML, CSS. She can't change anything. The people don't communicate back with her, and she's, yeah. she's completely trapped. She has no way to update her site. It's all outdated information. And she's paid a, a large, large sum of money for a website. Is it WordPress? And no, it, the ones that oh. she has currently is all, like, literally hand-coded HTML, CSS. Wow. 
I see that a lot, even with WordPress, is that these photographers will pay, you know, a few thousand dollars to have a custom theme built, yep. and then they can't update, and they can't maintain, and so they're looking for services. That's actually where Photoscribe, which is a blogging service, yep. was born because I wanted to help photographers with their WordPress sites, and it turned into needing more help creating regular content, but yep. yeah, I think if you have a WordPress site, as a small business owner and looking for those resources, like you mentioned, those YouTube videos, in order to maintain it past that initial design phase is, is how you really want to build that site out, knowing that there's going to be maintenance beyond that setting it up and forgetting it, you know. Yeah, and so like one of the things I do, and it's definitely, it's I'm, I'm hoping that it changes and more people do it. When I'm done, I ask them what they want to be able to do. You know, like I have, I have like a little, I love gravity forms. It's probably, you know, and it's, it's in my top five. You know, I, you know, that top five kind of changes depending on my situation, but, you know, the, the order of them, but it's always the same five. Um, and I have a little gravity forms that I send out and I say, hey, now that you have access to your site and you've looked around, what are the five most scary things that you want to know, make sure you know how to do? And I get all kinds of answers. Like I have one, one person was like, well, I, I want to know that I know how to, you know, add photos to my... Uh, my next gen pro. Well, I can send them to YouTube, but instead I just I've got Camtasia, so I fire up Camtasia. I go through and I, on their website, and I go through and I show them how to do their top five things. Cut them a little, you know, 10, 15 minute video. Yep. Process it out. Throw a, bu a bumper on each end. Throw it up in Google Drive and send them the link. Yeah. And so then they don't have to come back to me in two, three weeks and go, Hey, how do I add a post? Well, hey, you know what? Here's a video that's got. Yep. How to add a post, how yep. to make a change to your page, how to upload images, how to update plugins, you know, all the, the key components that they need to know. And I've had more people freak out after the fact when they get that than anything else because they're like, well, I didn't expect this. Well, my goal isn't to build your site. I mean, hey, I don't get me wrong. I love building the sites. I love getting paid for it. But I feel it's like a disservice to say, here's your site, bye. Yeah. I do you think know. that that needs to be a mentality shift for photographers is a site gets built but it also needs to be maintained and that's I mean that's part of why this podcast is because we want to help you with your ongoing knowledge of WordPress. Speaking of maintain, um, Jake, so you create sites for photographers, yep. you offer coaching for photographers, do you offer WordPress maintenance plans for photographers? So if, if I wanted to hire you to um, you know, run backups for me on a yep. monthly basis to yep. uh, anything that might come up if I update a plugin, stuff like that. Do you have a plan for photographers if they contact you? I do. I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not advertising it in a direct method um, on the new site when it launches. I'm using uh, basically. I don't. Want, I'm not having any because everybody's needs are different. So what I found is that it's really hard to say. Here's the set plan with X, and it's X amount of dollars because. What's going to fit you isn't going to fit this guy, right? You may need, you know, okay, you're busy. You know WordPress, but you just don't want to have to deal with some of the little things like backups or, you know, if something breaks, you want to, be able to say, hey, Jake, take care of it for me. I got to go take care of my daughter. I got to go run this podcast or work. You know, this other guy may say, hey, you know what? I don't even want to think about it. I want to load my photos up yeah. and never have to touch it. And so what I do is um, – I do everything based on small jobs, and basically a, a small job is what I can accomplish in 30 minutes, which, I mean, really with WordPress, 30 minutes is a lot of time. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot of time, 30 minutes. Okay, it's probably what it takes me to cook lunch for my kids or something, 
But when we say, hey, what I, what can I accomplish in 30 minutes? Well, in 30 minutes, I can go get a new plugin, load the plugin, test it, make sure it works, and you know probably catch a little video on how to use it so you know what you're doing, or run your backup for you, or whatever. And so I do everything based on these little 30-minute jobs. Um, and depending on how many they need, it you know it fluctuates. And it, but it's I try to keep it cheap so that anybody can afford it. You know I don't want to try. I'm not trying to. Obviously, I mean I've got a business and I've got family to feed and stuff like that. But I'm not trying to like take advantage of anybody. You know I I try to keep it, you know, um, relatively cheap. So you know it usually comes out between like, you know third. You know usually somewhere between thirty thirty five bucks um, a month if you just need a few minor things like backup and stuff to. You know, if you want me to maintain your whole thing and basically I'd be on call whenever you need me for X amount of hours a month, you know, it could be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, if you really want that, you know, and I, I have people that usually, the, the ironic part is they would rather go, hey, I want you for 20 hours a month to handle all my website needs. And well, I think it's just that peace of mind, too, and that's yeah. where the, the thought of outsourcing these tasks um, in the photography space, you know, so you can focus on the shooting and the client communications and it's just another area of, um, like we had Jared Bowen on, he's from Shoot.Edit, you know, and, and that outsourcing the editing portion so that you can have time. I think you need to think about your website as a business task, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good segue into the 80-20 rule um, that we wanted to talk about today as well, um, because really you, you want to do 80% of your photography and 20% on your website. Right. Maybe even less on your website. Probably so, less. Yeah. yeah. The 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 80-20 thing. You know, basically what it gets down to is that you know 80% of all um, all of our success, all of our positive stuff, all of our results come from about 20% of our work or, or or energy in our day. Well, so the the kind of the fun thing about that is so think about that. You know, so for like I'm gonna you know you just for Scott like with what he does for. Imagely and the, the social media piece and you know he puts all that he puts about you know 20% in 20% of all that energy he's using is really generating 80% of the results yeah so what it is what I try to teach people is how can you figure out what that 20% is that's generating those results so you can take that all the rest of that energy you're expending and go do something else with it and what do you, you think know? it is for photographers specifically you know it depends I mean I was actually um, speaking in front of a group of photographers on Tuesday night and we got into this conversation, and it was really interesting because um, I had about 20 people in this room. It was a local photography club in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and they're they're great people. Um, and it was probably a third, third, and third, a third portrait, a third wedding, a third landscape, which was really you know funny. Yeah. Depending on what seat you were sitting in, this changed. You know, I mean, for like the wedding photographer, well, where's the 20, the largest expenditure of energy? Well, obviously. It's shot probably during an eight-hour period. <laughs> That's very, very detrimental, you know, because if you miss the shot, you, you can't go back. That's why I, you couldn't put enough money behind me to convince me to ever shoot a wedding, you know. <laughs> I, you know, you miss the shot, you're, you're, you're hated for life. Um, but, you know, and so I think it changes. But, like, for photographers, you know, I think what happens is, and I fall into this trap. You show up on a scene as a landscape photographer, and it's this beautiful scene, and you shoot – Let's say you spend half a day there. You shoot 300 images or 400 images. Well, you know when you're lining up that shot that it's probably not a great shot, but you shoot it anyway, right? Going, well, maybe it'll work good in post-processing. Well, if it wasn't a good shot beforehand, there's no amount of post that's going to make it better afterwards, but you still take the time to do it. Then when you go back, you still mess with the shot. So, you know, 
we spend a lot of time on stuff that we probably know shooting isn't the best shot, but we want to we want to do it anyway. And and so I think you know one of the things is you know photographers to figure out how to use that 20% of our energy effectively to get that 80% of the result is to is is honestly better time management or better camera management or shot management, however you want to look at it with that camera. Um, you know, and I mean I'm not saying you shouldn't go walk trails and shoot stuff that's fun. Don't get I mean, but it's you know there, there's there's a line. Yeah. And, and if you take that same concept to their website, you know, a lot of the people I talked to, I'm like, actually, I had a conversation last week with a, a photographer. I was like, well, how much time do you spend on your website every month, right? And they're like, I don't know, probably 25 or 30 hours. I said, okay, so how many hours a week? You know, let, let's let's break this down here. Yeah. And they said, oh, I don't know, probably, you know, somewhere between six and eight hours a week. I was like, okay, so you're on your website at least once a day. Right, checking it, making sure there's comments, you know, spending an hour on the site because that's about what you're telling me. And they're like, no, I probably get on it once a week for once to twice a week for three to four hours at a time. So instead of making a task that should be relatively simple, get on your site, check your comments, check your plugins, add a few new photos to, to push it out there, move on, they bite these huge chunks off. And, and really, I mean, even as a, a website guy, and I think Scott and you both can say this. It's really hard to sit here and work on a website for four hours yeah. without getting out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I mean, it, not even with the distractions of life, but just mentally it's exhausting. To so sit you're, and go, you're suggesting that photographers make it a system and break system. it down. You know, have like, it be a daily task. Usually what I do is I tell people, get up in the morning, get your cup of coffee, as much as it stinks, you go through your email, so you're already on your computer. Go run through your website. Add a photo to your website. Get your blog. You know, if you blog twice a week, get your schedule set. Right after your email, do your blog post. Then you're done. You can go grab your camera and go play. Go do whatever else you want to do for your business, but don't make it a secondary task. Yeah. You know. And that's I a think really that's, interesting perspective, and I think that would help a lot of business owners in all types of photography. Yeah, it's I, a lot of them. There's it, it's 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 I I believe it's fear of the unknown. It's well, I don't want to learn a website. It's one more thing I've got to do. Let me hire somebody. Well, and I'm not opposed to virtual assistants. Don't get me wrong. I think I deal with lots of them for different people. They're great. But how much control are you going to hand over? And um, actually, uh, my my um, partner with uh, Shutterclick Adventures that I do a lot of the trips with is Blake Rudis, and we had this conversation the other day actually about WordPress and so you take something as, as important as your website right I mean and in, in the realm of all of us we don't have a storefront right you can't walk into right. a brick and mortar store that website is everything to us it talks about the benefits that we can solve our photography our abouts how to buy the photos you know our blog posts our product reviews I mean it's everything we pour into this and we take that and say hey you know what I don't want to deal with it I'd rather pay somebody let's be generous, 25 bucks, 30 bucks an hour to do all of that for me. Uh, they're going to write my topics. They're going to do my social. They're going to do everything. All I got to do is sit back and take photos. I understand that frees up time, but at the same time, it, it creates a huge disconnect. Yeah. And so you don't know what's going on. So you don't know if you're actually being successful online or not successful. And I'm not saying don't hire somebody to do it, but if you do, still, a couple times a week. Find out what's going on. Learn what the analytics mean. Learn what's going on. Learn what posts are working, what ones aren't working. Learn where your money's being spent. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked to somebody uh, the other day um, that spent a fortune on Facebook ads. I mean, flat. I mean, I think by anybody's standard, 
twelve or fifteen hundred dollars a month is a small fortune on Facebook ads. <laughs> you know, I mean that's a lot of money. And they're Are like they getting well, the return. They're getting they're making next to nothing. They've been doing it for three months. And they're like, Well, I hired somebody and they're doing it for me and they said this is gonna work, but I'm not seeing the results. I'm like, Well, did you read a book on Facebook marketing before you walked into it? An ebook. You know, they're out there. They're I mean, crap I got a Kindle floating around here somewhere. I read you know, sometimes between five and eight books a week. Yeah. You know, ebooks because they're not horribly long. You know, 60, 80 pages. I'm like, did you go buy one of these and read it? Well, I don't have time to read it. Okay, but you have time to throw away five thousand dollars almost, as opposed to giving up 45 minutes of a day to read an ebook so you understand how Facebook marketing, at least the basics of it. You may not be a master of it, but the the gist of it. And I think that's a lot of it is that you know we've gotten to the point of I can just hire somebody to do it. It's so convenient anymore with the internet. And there has to be a knowledge of it. I mean, I don't think Scott would go out and hire somebody to write social media posts if he got really busy and just walk away from it. That's what he knows how to do. Now, he might say, hey, you know what? I don't have time to do this. We're gonna, I'm going to hire somebody to assist me and pay attention to them. But he's not going to go, oh, it's all yours. Yeah, I think that, that? Yeah, what? I don't know what that was. That was really weird. What was it? <laughs> It's your level of awesomeness blowing through your new microphone. <laughs> um, there was a, it sounded like a smoke detector going off for like, yeah. like a second. Uh, I didn't hear it. It wasn't here. It wasn't the cat again, yeah. I promise. I just <laughs> listened to episode three, and my cat was in the background the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, hope, hopefully that didn't come through in the actual podcast recording. Uh, we'll have to see about that. Otherwise, <laughs> that's going to be really weird. Um <laughs> One well, so that was that was very very well said. Um, so we uh, you know we talked about a lot of different topics about uh, you know how photographers could improve um, some cool tool uh, you know a theme or plugin drag and drop builder yeah. they could use to make things easier. So the things that are really um, really educational for photographers uh, you know from start to finish. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we close up that you want to share? Any final recommendations? Any final uh, Product uh, you want to um, talk briefly about Shutterclick Adventures because that's something. Um, yeah, I mean I can. So Shutterclick Adventures and and Scott, you do have to do a trip with me some point. We do got to make this work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Shutterclick Adventures actually started because uh, my dad for about two decades ran a, a huge travel company to do sea kayaking all over the world, and I always wanted to do photography, and so he goes. Well, we're a paddling company. So I said, okay, fine. So last year I launched a photo company trying to find workshops, and I got hooked up. Actually, it's actually how I met Scott um, and uh, and met um, Blake Rudis. And me and Blake have done uh, Oregon. We're about to do Yosemite and Acadia and Oregon again. And we, we stick with national parks because um, we, we feel that the, the United States has enough beauty in it and it's national parks that we really don't need to travel outside of the, the states yet. Um, there's just so much to see, so much cool stuff, so many cool times a year. I mean, even here in South Dakota, you know, I get a lot of grief for living here, but um, come March, I can drive a mile out of town and have no light pollution and shoot the Milky Way in all its forms, you know. So, I mean, I just jump in the car, grab a cup of coffee, drive down the road a mile, jump out, there's barns, there's all kinds of cool stuff to use in the you know foreground, um, and shoot it. So, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at is how to get that. I mean, even, you know, 
in, in the big cities, there's a lot of cool stuff that people just overlook or don't even know exists because they're not living there. And so we started doing that. And so what we did is we, I built the whole platform um, WordPress based, uh, and it's it's all WordPress, Divi themes, and Gravity forms, and, and SEO by Yoast, and some other you know minor stuff. Um, but the gist of it was is to you know how quick and simple can we can we make this so that if you find a trip you like, you go from trip to to process and and really what it is is they're all inclusive trips so we rent gorgeous condos um, we do all the cooking uh, when we were in Oregon we did um, I would say probably 90% of all the cooking was organic you know food you know fruits vegetables uh, beef you know fish everything and so um, you don't have to worry about anything you show up on the trip we pick you up at the airport go to the condo uh, and is this just for landscape photographers, or do you have all kinds of photographers come? Uh, so last year was the first year I did it. It was it's the trips are all landscape, but ironically, um, we've had not just landscape photographers come, and I'm actually working with a couple of uh, portrait studio photographers that do like composites and everything um, to actually start offering trips like that because I've had so much interest in that. That yeah. I just don't I don't have it. It's not my skill set, which isn't a big deal because usually on the trips, my job isn't to teach really anyway. I do the cooking and you know make sure all the food's good and, and sit back and let everybody else do their thing. Um, and so it's kind of nice. But yeah, the the I'm hoping this year um, to work with uh, two different photographers to do some um, some some portrait stuff. One of the guys I want to work with actually has been. He's in the uh, he's in the military. And he's been over in Dubai for about the last year, so I've been getting all these great shots in Dubai. And he's been doing uh, like modeling shoots and stuff in Dubai. And he's from Tennessee. And he's like, "Hey, when I get back, let's talk." Yeah. And I'm like, "And so he gets back in April. So I don't know if that'll realistically be a 2016 deal, just because of the time of year, you know, that we're gonna hit. But maybe it does. Maybe it maybe it works. Because um, I'd like to get into that because a lot of people want to do it. It's a lot of fun, you know. You know, because we can bring in the makeup artist and the hairstylist and the clothing stylists and and do that, and then have him do the studio time, and then we find somebody else or him, who you know, whoever can help you with like composite work. Because that's a you know that's a big thing that's you know people are starting to want to do is composites. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that's uh, great. So it looks like it sounds like it's for photographers who want to travel and get different experience with their yeah. photography. Yep. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Scott, do you have any um, follow-up? Nope. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to eventually doing uh, a workshop with you. That's going to be a lot of fun when we... When it we sounds like, I mean, I love how knowledgeable you are about WordPress and photography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is, he is very, very knowledgeable. <laughs> and he's been very active in, uh, in some great forums lately, which is uh, really cool to see as well, spreading that knowledge around. Yeah. Um, so um, thank you, Jake, for joining us today. Um, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott, for having <laughs> both of us on. And uh, you can find the show notes today uh, from today at imagely.com slash podcast slash seven. Seven. Can you believe seven? Right. Already. It's crazy. No. Um, and uh, I actually think... Uh, Jake, you've uh, you've mentioned Blake a couple times. I believe he's our next guest, actually. So that's oh, is he fun cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hoot, man. He, yeah. So here, okay, I'm gonna get. That's a, so you know where he's been for the last ten days, right? Do you know this? Uh, hasn't he been doing the the military thing? 
Yeah, so he ended up getting sucked out to Hawaii oh. uh, for 10 days for the, for the military. And so he's been sending me photos. Oh, it's rough. And I'll get yeah. this, this picture from Hawaii, and I'm like, rough, right? I go outside and take a picture. It's like 10 degrees out right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> you know? So we'll talk to him post-Hawaii, and we'll probably have, what, eight feet of snow next week, so <laughs> here yeah. in the northeast. Yeah. yeah, so it's been pretty funny because, you know, I do um, – we do a lot of stuff together and talk and, and, and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird when he's gone. I know this sounds funny, but like when he's gone for a week, I'm like, okay. You feel lonely. I do. Cause it's like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're always bouncing stuff off each other. Cause we're doing so much. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, Oh, I can't ask you. Oh, no, I can't. You know? And so it's like, it's really weird because it's like, you know, you don't think about it until it's not there. But like I'm working on, like I was telling you before, I'm working on relaunching my site and I've had some ideas that I think are good, but I'm like, who knows? Maybe they're horrible. Let me ask Blake. Oh, I can't ask Blake. I gotta wait. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to chatting with him. That'll be our next episode, episode eight. It sounds like. Yeah, I think he's gonna be on 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 episode eight uh, right when he gets back from from his trip. So. Yeah. Well, he's good. He did a, a solid. Actually, you can give him some grief or some perks on this if you want. Um, one of the gals in in our town, she was a senior. She had right before Christmas. They gave her. Like four days before her Christmas break, they gave her the chore of she had to interview a vet and had 50 questions. She had to do a video interview of somebody. And Blake, uh, in the awesomeness that he always has, stood up and just said, I'll do it. I said something to him about it. He's like, I'll do it. And he volunteered. He sat with her on the phone for like an hour, answered all her questions, um, and did everything just because that's, you know, he was like, I'll, I'm happy to help. And so it was really cool that he did it. Um, you know, so I'm giving him a shout out for that because it really helped her out and she's a good kid and, you know, that's just kind of how he is. Cool. Well, good. I look forward to talking to him and thank you so much for your time. Yes. Anytime. Awesome. Until next time. Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.